Hey everyone, Tom here, Alpha Metallica, here with yet another episode on our Metallica podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Normally, we are going through the entire alphabet of Metallica songs at the time of recording this. Where are we? We're on about the H's right now. I'm sort of writing my uh, my hardwired notes and my Halo on Fire notes and stuff like that. So, depending on when you listen to this, we could have finished it. We could have got to the very end, and I think whiskey in a jar is the final song i believe uh it could be wrong so maybe we're there as well but today we are doing something a bit different really we're looking back on a metallica tribute album and that's not a rare thing really like you know one of the pleasures i found is going on spotify and searching specifically beatles actually because there's so many of them a Beatles song say like girl or something like that and you can just see the hundreds of cover versions from all the different genres and time periods and you know i recommend doing that starting a little playlist of your favorite Beatles song and metallica is similar you know there are bluegrass ones there are black metal ones there are any variation any spin you could imagine on it and today we are looking at a uh, a kind of a literal tribute really you know um, bands coming out mostly modern metal bands this is for the 20th anniversary uh, Kerrang Master of Puppets tie-in CD there and it's a wonderful release and today we're going to go through it with Luke Luke how's it going man I'm good thanks thanks for having me back another actually black metal Metallica songs I think there are, yeah. I don't really know what black metal is, if I'm honest with you. I just know it's sort of evil and uses, like, triads and shit. But yeah, um, I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, and there are all these sort of various uh, tribute acts to it. Just before we get into the day's episode, please follow the show at MetallicaPod. Get in touch with me if you want to come on the show. You know, you want to do a song in of itself. I just, e- I just emailed someone back from Spain who wanted to come on the show. And I had to be like, you know, the, the, the show is going to be in about a year from when we're going to do Phantom Lord or whatever we pick. So you've got to be patient. But if you want to come on the show and maybe do something like this, maybe do something where we do a top five or look at a concert or, you know, go back through the channel on YouTube, on iTunes, get yourself familiar with the catalogue. We've done a lot of fucking Metallica shit there. Luke, you came to me. You wanted to do this album. Why was that? Well, I heard you mention it before mm. and I'd listened to Macedon's cover of Orion quite a lot of times because I do. Well, we'll get onto that. Yeah. But I do like a. Uh, Mastodon good good cover. Oh yeah, but Ma- and, Mas- um, Mas- I was on Metal like your podcast. My, my number one non-Metallica metal album is actually Blood Mountain. Mastodon are a great album, incredible band. Yeah, and I thought, um, well, Tom will probably be interested in this. Yeah. So uh, good choice. Yeah. Might as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have mentioned it on the show before. I had Paul Brannigan on actually, who was a you know uh, editor of Kerrang, who was there at the time when they did this sort of tie-in, which was kind of like twenty years, you know, uh, beyond of this incredible record. And I'll just put in a clip here of a very early discussion we had on Alpha Metallica. This is from June 2017. Yeah, I mean, I actually sort of commissioned the. Uh, I mean, on the 30th anniversary, I wasn't there, but yeah. when it came to, I mean, I commissioned a. Um, 20th anniversary re-recording of uh, Master of Puppets. I remember that. I, re- I remember buying that, and I remember hearing Fightstar do Leper Messiah, and they killed it. Yeah, yeah. So that was basically my that was my baby, mm. that project. Mm. And so it was obviously quite a personal thing because I was super chuffed. I was the editor of the magazine yeah. that I'd been reading sort of since being a teenager. Yeah. And it's basically my, my favorite heavy metal album. And I was getting people like Machine Head and mastodon and stuff to to go and re-record those songs and then i spoke with lars for the cover notes and and then metallica after that ended up going out and uh, playing master of puppets uh, start to finish for the very first time mm-hmm. and i remember speaking to lars backstage at uh, download and you know and i was like saying 
you know, like you did that because we did this album, didn't he? He said, well, you know, you know, I did. You know, that was what kind of sparked oh it off. Oh, my God. That's what got us all talking and stuff. So he was like, yeah, you know, that was totally down to you guys. You know, that's where it came from. That was the original Jeez. impetus to do Jesus. it. So. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's it's weird because like uh, I mean I shouldn't really say this while you're on the air, but I wasn't like a big Kerrang buyer, for, but but I remember distinct for no reason. Like I just didn't really buy it, but I remember distinctly seeing that Master of Puppets re- you know revisited, remastered, and I had to buy it. And just if people aren't aware of this, like you say, yeah, Machine Head did Battery, Trivium did Master of Puppets, Mendy did the thing that should not be, uh, Bullet for Valentine did Welcome Home Seratarium, Chimera did Disposable Heroes, Fight Star did Left Messiah, Mastodon did Orion, Funeral for Friend did Damage Inc. I mean that is an absolute a-list a-list names like how did, how did how did this come together did you just reach out to the bands or yeah i think uh, we'd kind of i'd kind of done a few things i mean it was kerrang's 25th anniversary year 1986 and so we had sort of i'd approached like managers and bands initially about doing uh we did one called a brief like we did two volumes of it called a brief history of rock mm-hmm. and we got like biffy clyro ended up doing buddy holly by weezer mm. And Gallows did Staring at the Rude Boys. And all these bands did these cover versions for us. And people like the Killswitch version of Holy Diver, which a load of people love now, that came directly from that. And a lot of those songs became quite iconic songs for the bands that were involved. Mm-hmm. Based, because we, we drew up a list of bands, drew up a list of 200, 200 of the greatest songs in Kerrang's history, or in metal history, essentially, and um, and said, right, who wants to do what? So by the time it came to the, the Master of Puppets one, we'd kind of got a bit of a good... Um, track record and those issues sold really well i mean the still that that uh Kerrang remastered issue is the biggest selling issue of Kerrang in history wow. and it'll never it'll never be it'll never be topped it sold 131,000 or something Jesus. um which you know my magazines are lucky to do <laughs> copies. yeah okay so there we have you know lo- looking backwards and um you know i want to urge people maybe to give this a little spin before listening to this episode if you're not familiar i will include little clips of the songs just to give you a flavor but luke it's fair to say that throughout these eight tracks some are really faithful some are literally note by note the vocals sort of do something you know that you expect some are quite some miss the mark and some are quite radical reinventions of these tunes in some part yeah i feel like some of them some of them play it safe some of them try and cover it the way that you would sort of hear it in the original some of it some change a bit some change some of them change a lot and i've got very different opinions on um the songs depending on what they've changed and how they've changed them yeah well we'll kick off as master does with battery by a band that a lot of people you know all these bands i guess most of these bands get compared to metallica some of them very explicitly uh, but one of the more obvious examples a leading band of the era now even luke uh, machine head with battery <laughs> Yeah, Machine Head. Um, I don't really know too much about Machine Head, but I think they're a pretty decent band. Yeah. Uh, I listened to them quite a bit a uh, while ago, but haven't released since. But I know they released it, it, recently. It always, it always annoys me, actually, sorry. Just in 2007, they released an album called The Blackening. And I was like, come on, guys. It's <laughs> it's like when I first heard Rise Against, I was like, come on, you know Rage Against the Machine or a band? I don't know. You've got to have those sort of homages. I do remember the blackening, actually. I mm. think that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm semi, semi-familiar semi with Machine Head. And I must say, 
I do really like this cover, actually. Um, you know, yeah, I think it's really well produced. It's, you know, down a step, a half step, um, you know, slightly more menacing. And the vocal, I think, sticks out to me. The vocal is, um, you know, Mr. Rob Flynn, I believe, is is, is murderous and angry. And not, not quite as clear as Hetfield is ab- above the sort of mania. No, it's powerful. That's what, oh. I, like. That's what I like about this uh, song, because it's a powerful song. Like, uh, you've got to sing it that way yeah um it is quite a uh, more menacing than uh hetfield does it i also quite like the uh the drums in this song mm. i'm not i don't know too much too much about drums but uh i do oh, yeah. quite uh you can feel it like them yeah yeah um and you you do see that a lot actually when we've been going for all these songs making the notes i've been going on youtube and reading the comments which is always a uh, brilliant source of information and pretty much everyone says like i wish drummer x didn't stick to lars's drum track Oh yeah, you know, there's, uh... um, it's very true to the original, mm. but uh, it's got its own like a uh, feel, yeah. which I like. Yeah, definitely, and uh, yeah, it just and where does that feel come from for you? I guess it is the production for me. The guitars sound a little, little, little more alive, I suppose, a little more wet. Yeah, yeah, I could say that. Um, I feel like uh, it's just a bit more um, powerful. Mm. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, sometimes the power can be robbed, I think, from certain songs with with the vocals in the track. And an example of this will be the second track, Master of Puppets, which I would say is maybe the most faithful, accurate cover of the whole disc. may size me from certain hipster circles luke but i will hold my hands up and say as i've said many times in this show this era of trivium i i really like the crusade as an album i think it's very good i haven't listened to much of trivium no, the crusade. but i did see them okay. but i did see them live uh, earlier this year yeah i don't really know their modern stuff um, yeah i didn't really know yeah, how were they really... they were they were good i like the show i don't really listen to much of their stuff before no no i no. uh went because my friend liked the support bands if i had a power trip power they were trip, one of the sports no. they were okay. really good okay. like a modern thrash band i don't dislike trivia and they're enjoyable to this do you remember from listening to their earlier albums there was a like a clear metallica influence that you could just hear in the oh my god undeniable i mean matt heafy was a giant fan i remember seeing guitar magazines at the time that he'd learned how to play guitar and sing like he does like hetfield because he'd been doing sanitarium in the mirror you know looking himself in the eye and practicing that way and yeah they've always had that streak in them i think at like download 2006 maybe kirk or a trivium t-shirt i'm pretty sure uh when they played lower down the bill and there was this sort of you know passing of the flame there to a certain extent and and, and yeah there's not too much to say on this track either we're not going to go into the sort of compositional meat of the track really just sort of say what is different what is interesting and yeah you get heafy's kind of more yelling vocal yeah like to it uh uh, you know, but it's dutifully played. You know, it's quite thematic in places. I think the guitars sound excellent, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty similar. There's not much different no. to it. I've no. put down up here that it sounds a bit happier, but yeah, I'm not sure if that's just me. 
No, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I think it, it definitely is. I don't want to call the production choking for Master of Puppets because I think the production is fantastic, but it definitely has a sort of claustrophobic type feel, and this version definitely feels more a bit, a bit more alive, but more vital. Into okay, this is an interesting sidestep here. The thing that should not be by a band that you know, one of the bands on this list, I've never heard of this band before. A band called Mendeed. Yeah, I'd never heard them either. Apparently they're split up now. So uh, they were all right when I listened to them. They weren't, wasn't much of, much of a fan. This uh, song, it's uh, not one that I really like that much anyway. The, no. In terms of the original. It's like the, the one track on Master of Puppets that I don't sort of like. I think, agree. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, did, I did like what they did with it, though. Yeah, they were formed in uh, Scotland, actually, Mendeed. Okay. It was something interesting about it, and I think it was shorter as well. And I'm not sure if that was because it was faster, if it was cut down in in places. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't I think, quite I think work that out. Maybe both. Maybe a little bit of cutting there. The tremolo picking, especially in the pre-chorus, is pretty impressive. Actually, they sort of deconstruct Metallica there. I quite like it. Yeah, um, it's all in all, it's a quite an interesting uh, rendition of this song. Um, it's not one that I'll probably come back to, but. It did, uh, when I listened to it, I did think, oh, this is something new. The singing as well, there's a bit of sauce on the vocal, certainly on Hetfield-esque here. Uh, you know, it's a bit more of a surprise, a, a bit of a snake in the grass. But but yeah, I, you know, I, I respect them sort of reinterpreting it. And I wonder how this all came together, really, in the sense of, you know, them composing these things. It must have been so exciting to be part of the CD and going on to it. And um, Bullet For My Valentine, contemporaries of Trivium from that era, I remember that era of metal. And these are a hugely talented band, no matter what you say about their sort of, you know, more poppy predilections. But yeah, Bullet doing Welcome Home Sanitarium. Welcome to Master of Puppets here, just kind of like, you know, on the nose, accurate, satisfying. I thought the song was better than I expected. I thought it was going to be uh, not as good. Mm. It's very true to the original, I think. Definitely. Um, the instruments are pretty good on this one. The vocals are all right, I think. There's some, I know there's some harsh vocals, like, at one point, but I can't exactly remember when that was. No, no, yeah, the, I don't think the vocals are anywhere near as strong. Like, you know, there's an anthemic nature to Hetfield, specifically in the latter half of the song, that I think it does kind of lack. It definitely feels like Bullet For My Valentine doing Sanitarium, and if that's what you want, then you're not going to be disappointed, you know. It's, uh, it's pretty well put together, pretty exciting, but yeah, again, just, I suppose I'm more interested in the risks people are taking, because anyone could yeah. just come up here and you know, whatever. Kid Rock covers Ain't My Bitch or some shit. It's just like, you know, we don't want that. We want to see something a bit more uh, 
I'll say not as interesting as Limp Biscuit's cover of Sanitarium. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, I, I I think just any band performing Metallica is always an interesting prospect, really. I think, you know, everyone's such a fan and can just imprint their own ideas onto it. And yeah, I think here maybe that's the problem that, uh, you know, it doesn't remain one of those memorable tracks there. The next one, though, definitely does stand out for me. Track five on this disc. This is Disposable Heroes by... Chimera, Chimera, it's kind of spelt weirdly, but uh, derived from Chimera, I think, so Camaria or something like that. I'm, I, I'm butchering it, apologies, fan of the Cleveland, Ohio, you know, new wave of American heavy metal band. A lot of people would remember this song, Luke, if they heard it once or twice, because it has quite a distinctive, croaky sort of screen core vocal. Yeah, the thing with this one is the instrument sounds like exactly the same yeah. as they do in the original. So if you listen to the first like minute or so, you'd think you were listening to the original, and then the vocals come in and just like what? And yeah. that's what I don't like about this is because. The instruments aren't far removed enough from the original for the vocals to be completely different for me. Yeah. And that's yeah. the issue I take to this song. Yeah, yeah. Some tracks, as we say, are going to be devout in their reinterpretation. You know, in some songs, like, the problem really is in Metallica, I guess, to a certain extent, of a, like, I don't know, I don't know, I, people, listeners might be aware of Joe Jackson, this sort of, uh, you know, UK singer-songwriter, incredible talent, uh, sort of obscure guy, but, but, you know, quite big in certain circles. Anyway, he had this album that my dad used to listen to uh, called Different for Girls, and it was basically all female song artists covering him and sort of, you know, I guess in a way, sort of sub subtly subverting the ideas in the song. And, you know, it, it was really, really cool. So you've got to think, are you going to go down that avenue or are you going to just, you know, play with danger here? Are you going to be something a bit outlandish? And you're right. Yeah, the, the intro just sounds like Disposable Heroes circa 2006. And then we get... I, 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 I kind of want to call it unpleasant, to be honest with you. I don't like it at all. I understand that there's a space for this sort of... You know, but for me, unless it's really being antagonistic and pushing forward, like Rise Against, I mentioned before, or, or Gallows, for example, I really like. Just personally for me, I know it's not to everyone's taste as well, um, it, it just detracts from me, I suppose, rather than enhances. Yeah, cause it's like it's like thrash music with like death metal, deathcore vocals, and I'm yeah. just like doesn't weird, really weird fit mix. together. No, maybe they could in some sort of way, but there's something. I think the reason thrash metal maybe isn't as quote unquote hardcore as certain other genres. You know, it's kind of slightly more nostalgic, I suppose, to a certain extent. Is because it has like big rock vocals normally. Like that's what it consists of. You know, lead singers and choruses, and uh, I guess not the sort of places that are inhabited by uh, uh, the main guy from Chimera. Chimera. Again, apologies, but um, yeah, if you guys just listen to this episode because you bloody love Alpha Metallica, I would urge you to listen to. You probably heard a clip of it there, and you've got a taste of it. But listen to the whole disposable heroes cover here i think it's definitely worth your while in terms of a sort of a miscellaneous bit of trivia if nothing else maybe we'll do a metalla champ episode two one day in the future but uh want to push forward to song six another band from this era that i do recall 2006 sort of era when i was in my early teens you know fight star 
covering Leper Messiah, which is a cool pairing. And, I mean, are you aware of the Fight Star Origins, Luke, the sort of busted idea? Yeah, I hadn't heard the band before, but I Googled them, and I found that the guy used to be in Busted. Yeah. I just found that funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that happening. I remember Busted being a giant band. Again, anyone not aware, Busted with this sort of huge pop-punk, I guess pop-punk's sort of the wrong word, just sort of, you know, pop-rock uh, sort of slight punk influences there, kind of Green Day, Blink-182-esque. They were pretty giant in this country for a while. I think they've, you know, reunited and done loads of tours and stuff like that. But yeah, one of them split off and formed this sort of post-hardcore <laughs> band called Fightstar, who really were different. And I think a lot of people from Busted follow because they love Charlie, who was the guy, Charlie Simpson, I think he's called, from Busted, who, uh, you know, eventually formed Fightstar. And at the time, I remember thinking, this is pretty fucking cool, actually. You know, it's quite an endorsement, and it's quite a challenge to tackle. And I, I, you know, I, I dig Fight Stars Left and Messiah. Well, I'm just going to say that I can't stand this version, not wow. going to lie. I just really don't like uh, <laughs> the vocals or yeah, just yeah, the, yeah. the drumming or okay. just... I think the guitar solo is changed and a bit worse. Yeah, But yeah. Um, it really does nothing for me. And uh, yeah, it's like my least favourite song on this cover album, which is sad because this is one of my favourite songs on the original. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I saw the ramshackleness appeals to me to a certain extent but i do yeah i definitely understand what you're meaning and i think i'm sort of looking through this through slightly tinted glasses just seeing this band and this sort of you know crossover moment but uh but yeah leper messiah is on there of course and and, and fight star are, are banging it out and uh, you know one of the more interesting songs uh you know definitely one we remarked on and you know continually i will hear praise on mastodon uh being one of my favorite bands one of the most innovative interesting bands and i love the fact that they covered orion it's just such a cool matching I think I heard, I can't remember which one said said it, and it might have been Troy Sanders. I think he said that he didn't want to cover a Metallica song that had vocals in because he didn't want to not do it properly. Yeah. Which I thought was quite amusing. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just a great song. Um, great cover. Best Metallica instrumental, would you say? Uh, definitely. Yeah. I think it's, it's my favorite Metallica song, Orion. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's small changes, like uh, the intro doesn't fade in fully it starts with like the bass just at like the normal volume mm. and uh the tone is a bit different as well which i quite like definitely yeah, yeah. but um yeah i could just listen to this song all day it's pretty precise isn't it they don't deviate too far from the track yeah um do you know that question you ask at the end of uh, the episodes where you say like if you did a podcast yeah what band would you do it on I think when you asked me that when I came on it first time, I think I said Guns N' Roses, but I'd also add Mastodon to that mm. list because I probably could, and that'd be quite interesting. Damn, do a Mastodon podcast, bro. 
do it. Oh, come on. Make it happen. That, that, what would you do? Would you do songs or would you just do albums? Probably do songs, yeah. Songs, yeah. There's Don't not too many. Or... There's not too, I think there's probably like 80 or something, maybe 100 or so. But yeah, um, yeah Mastodon are fucking incredible. I fucking love Mastodon. I think they're such a brilliant band. And, uh, you know, th- yeah, th- this cover is sensational. And I'm sure anyone who fucking loves Mastodon can't wait to hear them cover Orion. And it doesn't disappoint. Uh, Orion, I-, I concur, definitely one of my favourite metallic songs. Certainly my favourite instrumental. Always been my favourite instrumental. Will always be my favourite instrumental. I remember... I remember when I first, when I came up with the idea for Alpha Metallica early in like 2017 or so. I remember going to this far off library in Oxford, and I got some Metallica books. And I was walking back to the train, and I was like, "I'm going to start this podcast, fuck it." And I remember putting on Orion and like banging out of my headphones, just being like, "Fucking yes!" I was just like, uh, the, 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 the centerpiece of it uh, still never, you know, doesn't arouse and surprise. And you know, shout out to Orion. Oh, yeah. I fucking love Orion. So yeah, this is a great cover. The final song is by a band that divide people again a band from this era and a band who you know a lot of people didn't like a lot of people were confused by a band who were ginormous this was funeral for a friend cover of damage ink which it's it's damn right not accurate in certain parts um i quite like this yeah but like in a way that it's like different enough for me to like but not like too different that it's not like it's like completely different because um i quite like the way the thing they've done with it it sounds like a lot heavier and a lot more like a beating Mm. and um there is growling in it and i know i said earlier that i didn't like the growling on Metallica songs but um, I feel like they've removed it far enough and made it enough of like a different style of music that it's okay yeah yeah I think so it's just yeah the the vocals aren't really for me necessary and uh, they get reinterpreted into screams where the ends of the lines are sort of murky and unclear and it's sort of I don't know yeah. sonically kind of grating and a lot of the riffs again as i said don't sound accurate to me i think i think damaging to be fair is a hard song to play i could certainly never play it but uh you know the variations that go on in every single return of the riff and i just don't think it's accurate i think some of it sounds yeah not very good in terms of a uh, master of puppets revisited to me but uh mm. you know it, everyone disagrees and i want to urge everyone to go and check out this album yet again um i listened to it on youtube how did you get hold of it um, I saw it on eBay for like three quid. Oh, nice! So I just bought it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I it's uh, yeah, it's, di- it's really good actually. I have to say altogether, I think it's very good. Yeah, it's uh, like um, overall, it's it's a good listen. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, impressive, impressive shit. So yeah, if you didn't know about it before, definitely go check it out. Uh, subscribe to the show as ever. Um, comment below. Get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com if you want to come on the show. Metallica at, uh, at, Metallica, <laughs> at MetallicaPod on Twitter as well. Get in touch with me there. Uh, Luke, anything to promo apart from your Mastodon pod? Um, uh, I don't have anything uh, that I'm working on at the moment. Can I give a shout out to Exeter Rock and Metal Society? Wow. Let's go. But, um, yeah, apart from that, 
maybe in the future. What, what does the society do? Do you just like meet up and uh, rock out? Yeah, pretty much. We put on uh, gigs and stuff in in Exeter. Let's go. Let's so, go. Yeah. Alpha Metallica loves you. Definitely. Uh, Alpha Metallica meetup, by the way, I should say, may be happening later in the year. Almost. Um, just because I, I have to copy everything Metal Your Podcast do. <laughs> so uh, shout out to Metal Your Podcast as well. Shout out to all the other Metallica podcasts out there. I see you. There are loads of us right now. And... I don't know, part of me wants to just do a podcast on some random band that no one will ever cover. I'm just like, yes, this is mine. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, fuck it, I'm covering Poison. I don't even like Poison. I'm doing a Poison podcast. <laughs> but uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll nick your idea. Maybe I'll do Mastodon because there is a few Guns N' Roses podcasts, actually. I was told about this oh, by, uh, by Clint Wells, actually, uh, told me about that. So, uh, yeah, they do exist out there. But um, And Alpha Metallica one doesn't. But, you know, maybe we'll do that in the future. Maybe we'll do some other song. But, uh, Luke, as ever, it's been a pleasure to have you on, man. Good to be back on the show. Thanks, man.